a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. That's exactly what makes them extra to me and is why I'm excited for you to meet them. Now, I try not to uh, timestamp these episodes uh, in case, you know, you might be tuning in later in the year or maybe in a different year altogether. Uh, But I'm breaking that rule today with today's guest because we just wrapped up the holiday season with Christmas and New Year's where all of us were singing a lot of songs and, and, and saying a lot of toasts and hearing a lot of language around goodwill towards others and being of good cheer, okay? You know, peace on earth, goodwill to men, uh, always be of good cheer, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And this holiday season was, and it always is, a season to be, you know, more than just happy. You know, there's a, there's a deliberateness of having goodness and, and being good to others, you know, of extending yourself and spreading an attitude of positivity and joy and, um, and, and of believing that just like at the holidays, you know, life is better when we're connected deeply with each other. Okay. Now, today's guest lives all of that all year round. He's a man of goodwill and a man of good cheer in every season. A man who, after uh, early career stints in kind of some more traditional sales and business development gigs, uh, has since dedicated most of his vocational life to building authentic relationships with and for people to help them become the best version of their professional selves. Okay, But as it usually happens when you're doing the work that you were designed to do, um, along the way, his friendship, his fellowship, and as I think we'll find out here today, his faith has also influenced those same people in equally profound ways outside the office, instilling and sometimes introducing the true value of relationships, of networks, of collaboration and community that don't just help people get jobs, they actually help people, you know, kind of get a life. And, uh, and speaking of a life, he's got a great one too, uh, surrounded by three women at home, uh, one wife, two daughters, uh, who are all smarter and even better looking than he is. Uh, hobbies uh, ranging from uh, paddleboarding to brew pubs that keep him both fit and, fu- and fun, uh, if you will. And, uh, and a list of friends that is as long as this introduction could be, but won't be. <laughs> so let's get right to it. Let's meet today's uh, man of man. Please welcome uh, my good friend, Mr. Jim Hartfield. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Great. And uh, it's great having you on the show after much uh, sort of cajoling, just so our listeners know, this is, this is a, you know, working with your people, your agent was very hard to get, <laughs> kind of get you here, but, but thankfully, but thankfully uh, we're here. And, you thanks, know, thanks for having me. Well, and by the grace of God, uh, literally, uh, you know, our man of listenership uh, has actually grown since its humble beginnings a couple of years ago, beyond just our immediate family and friends. And so I can only imagine now, right now, as people are listening, I just know that there are people out there going, oh my gosh, I know Jim Hartfield. <laughs> so it's very, very cool. And, uh, and you're a very connected guy and we're going to get to all that. Uh, but, uh, but we have to first give all of our listeners a visual 
kind of sense of where we are, because where we are is actually what made me so, uh, one of the things that made me so excited to get you on this show. And so uh, we're, we're uh, and so maybe if you could just kind of start, because I know there's a long story around it, why we're sitting in a church basement next to a ficus tree. So, Well, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of fun because uh, just outside the window, we've you and I sledded through about five or six inches of snow to get here. But uh, we're sitting under my shade tree, my uh, ficus tree that I've had for 42 years now. Mm-hmm. And it uh, outgrew the house a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, it spends the winter here. And most years, although the last couple of years have been a little unique, but uh, usually comes home to spend the uh, warmer Minnesota months outside and uh, uh, filling out and gradually getting cut back. And anyways, it's been a fun tree that I've had ever since right after I graduated from college. Yeah. Kind of, kind of as you told me the story, kind of your first job, first apartment, you had this tree and, it, and it's... With with four other friends and uh, uh, there were five of us down at Mount Curve and Lake of the Isles area. And, uh, uh, and I was with one of them uh, two nights ago. Yeah. But, uh, it's, uh, this tree is... Uh, been to the East Coast with me for a few different adventures and uh, uh, coming back to Minnesota. One year I went down the uh, Skyline Drive in Virginia and they said, uh, I see you're bringing your own forest with you <laughs> when I was uh, paying the tollway. But uh, yeah. it's, it's been fun. That's so cool. Well, and it is, it is such a, and it's probably a much more articulate and deeper metaphor that I'm going to hack right now. But the fact that this tree has been a part of your life and you've made sure that it's a part of not only yours, but others, as we're sitting here now sharing it in this great church space uh, for 42 years is is a testament to, to your character. Again, there's something with branches and leaves and all this kind of stuff that I'm sure somebody smarter than then I will 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 develop here, um, but and so I, so I kind of want to key off of that with kind of the first official question here. You know, you you started with this tree 42 years ago in a pretty conventional, right out of college, you know, job. I think you were in sales, doing something like that. Uh, but it's 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 really transformed, like I said in the introduction, into this really vocation of building relationships and really, really authentically bringing people together. And so I'm wondering, when did you realize two things? One, when did you realize the power in that? But then when did you realize how gifted you were at it? You know, because it's two different things. People can appreciate it, but not necessarily be as gifted to actually do it, you know? Well, uh, my partner in business brought the opportunity to me when after I'd taken one of his seminars and but uh, my business career sales career was about we were calling on uh, dealer owners business owners and I really appreciated the relationships uh, that I was building but I was traveling I lived in the in the Boston area starting out and then uh, the DC area, and then even had a European sales territory. But I was going to places and developing relationships elsewhere. And uh, uh, my partners, I say, brought this opportunity to me. But I was able to make sense of it. But I'd also thought about it. Uh, uh, the company I was working with was going through some transitions, and uh, I remember consciously thinking that. 
you know, it'd be really fun to develop relationships locally without getting on airplanes Mm. and have those relationships that are uh, closer to home and, and frankly, for people who travel for business, uh, uh, the travel is... uh, it feels kind of cool at the beginning, yeah. but uh, that wears off quickly. <laughs> so it's been nice to have my feet on the ground, especially nice to have my feet on the ground as my kids uh, grew up and uh, yeah. have become adults. Yeah. How beyond so the partner that kind of introduced you to it, were there as you, and I don't mean to make this overly deep, but I do think that there is something beyond the kind of the temporal and even professional networking connectivity benefits that come with it, that there is, there's a, there's a very human element to the work that you do. It really does. And I can speak for myself, how you really, you know, help me appreciate just that very generous type of fellowship and friendship. And how much of that, if you think back to when you got into this, how much of that were you aware of? Yeah, no, you become aware of it. Uh, As I meet people, you can, I can tell um, who is going to be a good member of our group mm-hmm. and sometimes who may not be the right member uh, of our group. And the people sitting around the table, uh, in a sense, they are my product. And you've got to have uh, good minds around the table for doing these executive roundtables that I do. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, and every once in a while, I'd let someone else sort of, when I had a partner, uh, somebody else bring somebody in. And uh, I've learned over time to really trust my filter. And uh, uh, and it's it's served me well in, yeah. in what I'm doing. Yeah, well, and so many great influential men and uh, that 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 you that you. Uh, that you surround yourselves with and, and, and who are attracted to you. When you think back to growing up, so way, 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 way back, uh, who were some of the guys in your life that stick out as being particularly influential? Maybe not necessarily in this relationship building space, but maybe. Well, it's, it's, it's teachers and coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still skate, still play some hockey. Um, had a Great hockey coach uh, and a couple of coaches, but uh, uh, Rod Anderson is uh, Wendy Anderson's brother, oh. and actually played with Herb Brooks growing up. But uh, he was a great coach to uh, uh, play for, and uh, uh, and he's still around. And uh, uh, Jack Fecht, uh, uh, me way back was dare dare to answer the question of if everything were perfect, what do you want to do? Mm. And most people won't go there. Mm. But if you can do that, um, it's amazing how if, if you define it in more detail than the average person will, you will go to that spot and you'll be able to create something mm. that is just what you want to be doing. And, you know, that's not far from uh, where I'm at. And, and that's fun. Uh, So that's, uh, uh, and where does it come from? You know, when you're doing something you love, uh, it's, it's not work. It's, uh, uh, and there's an, an independence of 
doing your own thing that uh, uh, is very free and uh, that uh, allows you to be who you want to be. And uh, so that's uh, worked well. And it's sometimes trusting that uh, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And so many people, oh, I got to find that next job where, and, but, you know, but, but at least try and get it to be the really right job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's, it's so, uh, validating to know that you, uh, have accomplished that, you know, like when you talk about like you, you, you were sitting around one day going, you know what, I'd love to do this and make it happen. And you have. And so I, I have to imagine that these people that you're meeting and helping and, and, and the, and the relationships that you're building, it, it's a proof point. Like you are the actual proof point to what you're helping other people kind of get to, you know, yeah, like yeah. It, it can happen. Well, it, it just, uh, dad's been, my dad's been on top of our mind here because he took a bit of a fall right before Christmas and is in the, the healing process at 92 and a half. But uh, uh, he had his own little business and I'm the oldest of five, uh, four, four of us boys and one sister. And uh, uh, he wouldn't let us touch his business. Mm. And, you know, most people think, oh, you're going to turn yeah, that right. over. And that was never an option to us. Yeah. And his dad, my grandfather was a doctor, pushed dad into being a doctor, um, at least to medical school. And that resulted in some form of, he says, a mental breakdown that uh, he wasn't cut out for that. And uh, uh, to this day, I mean, he would, for that reason, he wouldn't let us get into that you mm. go out and do your own thing put your own spin in this yeah. world and so that's what uh, i've heard and you know i do business with a lot of businesses that are passed on and some of them are the right fit but unfortunately too many of them aren't the right yeah. fit too yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I, love I don't that. know if i i love that dare too i think that is so true and just having somebody you know uh gently compel you to actually say it out loud like think about it and then say it and then what because maybe once well, it's out there here's the thing if you if you most narrowly try to narrowly define what you want to do and it'll lead you to a certain opportunity um, if you're competing with other people for that opportunity you are on your highest ground that you can outcompete anybody because you've got the right stories that say why you're supposed to be there. Yeah. And if it's something on the fringe of that, you might be competing with someone else. You're on their high turf. Yeah. And so get to that. Figure out the stories in your background that narrowly define, more narrowly define what you want to do. And people think, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to rule things out. <laughs> no, so no, true. no, that's yeah. not it. Yeah. You want to rule the good stuff in. Oh, that's and the great. only way you rule the good stuff in is if you zero in on uh, what really turns you on. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love ruling the good stuff in. That's great. Oh, fantastic. All right. Well, hey, we are, uh, we're already, this time goes by so fast. We're already at the fun segment uh, of the big show here. So uh, same three questions we ask every guest. And then we judge everybody on their quality of their answers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't judge. We don't judge. Uh, but they are the same three questions. So the first question, question number one, if Jesus 
knocked on your door. So since we've already broken our rule and said that it's winter, so it's very snowy outside. It's beautiful, but he's going to show up at your doorstop uh, tomorrow morning in January, and he just wants to hang out for the day. What are you going to do with Jesus? Well, first of all, we're going to change the rules here a little (laughs) bit, and we're going to make it summer. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) uh, uh, As you mentioned earlier, I have the last couple years gotten into my paddleboard, my stand-up paddleboard, and you know, if he's here, you know, what we would do is uh, we'd put in at Rest Point off of uh, Saga Hill and uh, onto Lake Minnetonka, and I'd get on my paddleboard. He wouldn't need a paddleboard. <laughs> he would just walk, right, and, yeah. and we would paddle through uh, West Arm into Harrison Bay and into the back channel, and we'd probably walk up to the, uh, the the back channel brewery and have a beer there. And uh, uh, as I say, he, he could keep stride as I paddle and he walks on the, on the water and uh, we'd have a good chat. That's great. I love that. Both maybe, there and for the beer. Yes. Well, I was going to say maybe uh, he could, he could, uh, you could get him some honorary bowl membership so he wouldn't yes, have to necessarily yes, the, uh, maybe get, uh, get a bowl right off the bat. The, 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 <laughs> the first, the first draft, uh, at the first couple, uh, the first keg that they open there can be served in a bowl, and uh, was what Jeff's getting at. <laughs> and if you think of it, it's sort of a cereal type bowl, but it, when you have to drink out of the side of a bowl, you get your nose right in there, <laughs> and it gives you the great flavor of uh, of the beers at the Back Channel Brewery and uh, in Navarre Fantastic. or Spring Spring Park, I guess. All right, fun segment question number two. Uh, if you could go to church with any other guy, living or dead, famous or not, uh, you don't need to have known him, but you can certainly have known him or know him in the present tense. Uh, the only rule is you're going to church and you're going with another guy. Who are you going with? Well, there's two. A, uh, uh, years back, I did a short stint in uh, in New York City, and uh, uh, I did a I think twice I did a double header. I didn't realize I was going to do a double header, but I did two ch- church services back to back at uh, Marble Collegiate Church in New York. And I was going to hear Norman Vincent Peale, who was one of the uh, great uh, ministers of all time. Sure. And, uh, uh, and you can still find his sermons online if you Google it. And the first sermon, though, was uh, Arthur Caliandro, who was also excellent wow. and I, I don't usually do two services say, back on the to same back. day on the, so, on the same wow. Sunday morning and I think I did it twice uh, <laughs> but they were that good yeah. and uh, uh, you know I've gone to church regularly and and haven't gone with a lot of people but mm. if I could go and uh, there could be other people but those people would be there yeah. and they'd be doing the preaching that that's would awesome. be a, a fun flashback that's that, great uh, so I love that that's that's a great uh, double header double feature double header there well, you go. that's great yeah. all right last question uh, if you could give uh, and you're just gonna have to choose because I know there's been myriad examples of this throughout your life uh, but if you could just give one piece of advice to a younger man a younger guy uh, about living really the kind of life you've lived, you know, a life of, of, of deep, authentic, you know, relationship and values and faith and, and, but without necessarily having to, you know, preach all the time. And it's just the way you live, you know, what would be that piece of advice that you'd give a younger man? 
Well, I gave one earlier that uh, about narrowly defining what you want to do. But secondly, it's, uh, and I tried to pass this along to my kids and people have put it in probably more eloquent ways, but I like to say, get comfortable being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. on a regular basis because that's the way you learn. When you're doing something for the first time or you get that, those butterflies in your stomach, uh, welcome that. Welcome that because you're doing something new. You're doing something different. You're learning. And it's those kinds of experiences that keep us young. And when you get to be my vintage now, <laughs> you want to keep getting that feeling. Yeah. And some people do it and too many people don't. Yeah. And so welcome that uneasy feeling and uh, know that you're learning and growing and that's uh, that keeps us alive. That's great. That's great. Well, I am, I'm the luckiest guy today because not only have I been able to spend this time with you, but I'm also the only guy who's going to actually have this visual in my mind because uh, folks that are listening can't see this beautiful ficus tree that's behind Jim that has really framed uh, not only literally, but metaphorically uh this whole conversation so can i say one last yeah, thing sure. the uh i did a stint where i was uh worked with a youth group out in reston virginia uh and i was about 30 years old and i remember my mom said when you turn 30 you know it's kind of a perfect age you're not too old you're not too young well working with a youth group you could be a kid when you wanted to be and you could be an adult when you needed to be yeah. but they asked me one time they did a counselor inquisition they called it and they said, what is the most valuable thing you've got? And at 30, you don't have a lot. And I had a company car. And I was renting my apartment. And you know, I had a stereo system. And I, yeah. didn't, and I thought, and I thought, and he said, you know, this tree, <laughs> this tree. And, and they go, and I talk, started to tell them, and they said, foul. No, that's, you can't say that. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's the only thing I have that is alive, growing. I've got to take care of it. I've got to water it. I've got to feed it. I get, when I go on a trip uh, during, the, during the week or whatever, I've got to give it some water, make sure it's in, in a good spot. Yeah. It's the only thing. And I wish some of those kids were here today. <laughs> I still got the tree. <laughs> Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.